This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.08 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sharmila, uh, who is currently in the process of joining our show. Uh, there have been some technical difficulties, so I will update if we have her. In the meantime, though, um, I'm going to start us off by trying to get a lay of the land um, and getting us there to understand the ever-shifting dynamics and loyalties in Sabah state politics. So... Last week, um, the the chairman of Sabah BN, Datuk Sri Bung Mokhtar Radin, announced that Sabah, AMNO and BN are withdrawing their support for GRS's Datuk Sri Hajiji Noor as Chief Minister. Um, he said this was due to a loss of confidence in Hajiji's position as Chief Minister, as well as a breach of the agreement between PN and BN in 2020. Now, this, of course, um, does represent, I think, to some degree, the, the change in allegiances that we've seen on a national level as well. If we take it back though to 2020, after the Sabah state elections, BN and PN made an agreement at the time to form the state government. Um, and so now, Bung Mokta has said that Hajiji broke their deal by sacking AMNO state assemblyman Datuk Saleh Said Kerouac as Kazana Berhad's chairman and threatening AMNO with a reshuffle. He added that Hajiji's leave from Basatu had nullified their pact uh, because the deal was made when, of course, he was part of the party. Uh, if you recall, Hajiji led an exodus of leaders out of Basatu on December 8th last year, uh, becoming GRS direct members instead. Bersatu has since also been kicked out of the coalition anyway by GRS. Um, Okay, I think at this point that we've got Sharmila back on the line with us and she's going to talk about the response from the, um, at this time, still Sabah Chief Minister. Right. So according to Hajiji, he has responded to this attempted coup by saying that he's obtained the support of 44 Sabah Assemblymen. He also said that with this, the Sabah government remains intact, that he still is chief minister. Hajiji has also said that he has submitted SDs of all the Assemblymen uh, to Sabah Yang Dipertuan Negeri, Tun Juhar, uh, Tun Juhar Mahirudin at the Istana on Saturday. In terms of what we know, uh, about who's behind Hajiji, who's in support of him. The four party components of GRS, uh, specifically Parti Bersatu Sabah, Parti Solidarity Tanah Airku, Sabah Progressive Party and the United Sabah National Organization, they've expressed support for Hajiji, continuing to uh, stand behind him. Uh, meanwhile, five Sabah AMNO assemblymen uh, have also pledged their support to Hajiji and uh, have even said that they're willing to be sacked for refusing to take part in the in the coup. Which is something that... Uh that Bung Mokta has, has spoken about, right? Yes. Saying that this is going to be a party move, that they are going to be moving en masse. And um, from the beginning, these five unidentified assembly people have kind of been a point of contention or doubt. And to date, uh, at least 11 out of the 17 AMNO state assemblymen have actually rejected cooperating with Warisan. Um, so lots of uh, movement here, as, as Lynn covered earlier. Um, what's interesting is that the opposition chief, Datuk Hamza Zainuddin, has voiced his support for Hajiji as well. And he add, um, Hamza added that some Sabah ex-Bersatu assemblymen were still keen to remain under Bersatu, but voiced their support for Hajiji and GRS to stay. This is all feeling rather familiar, isn't it? 
it. I mean, um, in, in a variety of ways, whether it's the fact that we're seeing yet another state kind of come in with this sort of turmoil, um, whether it is the the question of, okay, so who is on whose side exactly? And is that likely to change? And what has been promised to who? Uh, down to the mention of SDs. Sharmila, when you said statutory declarations just now, I, I, my heart stopped for a minute because I, I don't know how many times we can talk about this on air. It feels never ending. I feel like collectively as Malaysians, now when we hear SDs or statutory declarations, we generally feel like this is going to be a tough time ahead. It's almost a trigger word at this point. It's like a push and pull between an eye roll and a chuckle and then a something else. I don't know what. Um, so as far as how what the Prime Minister has had to say, uh, Datuk Sri Anwar Ibrahim has reassured everyone that the situation in Sabah remains under control. Um, he said he's spoken to Hajiji Noor and was made to understand that Zaid Hamidi has also spoken to Bung Mokta and there is a plan to meet uh, representatives of Sabah political parties tonight um, after the Prime Minister returns from his official visit to Jakarta. Uh, the DPM will also be in attendance. So that's what we know. We'll probably have more updates on this tomorrow. But in the meantime, uh, we're trying to untangle this this web of Sabah state politics. Uh, we'd like to hear from you. Any thoughts or questions on this that you want to share? Um, you can call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. After this, we'll be joined by Dr. Bridget Welsh, honorary research associate at the University of Nottingham Malaysia Asia Research Institute. So keep it here on the evening edition BFM eighty nine point nine. Be firmly motivated. BFM 89.9. It is 5.14 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sharmila. And we're talking today about Sabah state politics and the changing landscape there. Um, the fact that there has been a pool of support for the Chief Minister, uh, but we don't really know what's going to happen next or who exactly, therefore, uh, commands the the confidence of the State Assembly. So um, to kind of look into all of this, we're going to be joined by Dr. Bridget Welsh, Honorary Research Associate at the University of Nottingham, Malaysia, Asia Research Institute. Uh, if you'd like to share any thoughts or ask any questions, that number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. Send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and to Tweet us at BFM Radio. Um, joining us now, of course, Dr. Bridget Welsh. Bridget, thanks for speaking with us today. Always great to be here. So while um, Hajiji claims to have the numbers, Sabah Amno Chief Bung Mukta has said that as far as he's concerned, the state government has already collapsed. Um, what do you make or what can you tell us about this, this whole mess, the state of affairs? Well, look, I think uh, clearly Hajiji has the most numbers, but he doesn't necessarily have the majority without the UMNO 13 that that Bien and UMNO uh, have, um, having pulled out of the coalition. So I think, uh, you know, we have a situation where uh, this is at a, a flux. Uh, I think uh, to step back, we have to kind of understand some of the, the dynamics of what's happening here. You know, Sabah has had extremely fragmented politics. Um, there is intensive personalized competition among individuals um, with there have been some triggers that have uh, contributed to the intensification of the of the competition among individuals, most of which is the most important of which has been the change. At the federal government, but also the announcements of different um, of 
50 million for um, being able to control the state level has also triggered discussions about patronage and corruption. And of course, you know, this is a good example of, of the problems of an instability of a frenemy coalition, right? You know, when all of a sudden friends become enemies and now they become enemies again. Um, but a lot of this is driven by per personality and patronage. As a primer of sorts, what kind of political capital do Hajiji and Bugmukta respectively hold? Well, um, you know, Hajiji came uh, originally from Amno, and then he became part of Bursatu. Uh, uh, he was part of a group of people who had very close alliances with Musa Aman, the former um, uh, uh, chief minister in, in Sabah. Uh, then, you know, what he did and positioned himself very calculatingly to, uh, they formed GRSs to form the government as a coalition in 2020, but then subsequently uh, they made GRS as a party for them to move away from Bursatu. Uh, uh, and I think there have been different points of time uh, where Bersato became weaker uh, um, before the general election. So I think they wanted to have some sort of independence and also a, a kind of safe landing. Hajiji himself is a compromise figure. Um, he's very personable, um, but his leadership has been seen as quite weak. Um, uh, uh, but uh, in the sense that uh, his leadership, uh, the weakness has been a strength um, because he's been able to be a compromise figure among the different groups uh, and bring them together um, and reach some sort of accommodation, not allowing the strong personalities to, to gain too much in terms of patronage, but also to gain too much in terms of political power. Um, and so he's he's carefully negotiated with the KDM groups, such as STAR and PBS, both of which are part of the, his government. Um, and he worked with AMNO, with, with Bung Mokhtar. Of course, keep in mind in 2020, you know, who became chief minister and all his others was highly contested. There was banging on the table and so forth. But they've been able to resolve those issues and try to uh, find a kind of working relationship. His government has had modest revenue grains, some economic growth, lots of MOUs, uh, some of them a bit questionable. Um, uh, but he, you know, his position now as being this kind of compromise figure has been to be seen as kind of the stability of managing the different fragmented actors, um, which have become even more fragmented as a result of the result, uh, the changing results that happened in the general election of which Warsan did not perform as well. Um, and so what we see is uh, he has this this bridging capital now to Pakatan Harapan, uh, because many of the Pakatan Harapan MPs, the seven of them that are in uh, at the state, uh, this, the Aduns, um, they are angry at Shafi uh, uh, because of the personal dynamics. So he's he's been able to bridge them in and bring them into the government. And also there is a kind of changing of the guard taking place in Sabah politics, uh, younger MPs that are coming in. Um, and, you know, I think he's been able to, some of the, many of the Amno five, the five in Sabah who are choosing not to support Bung, uh, are seen to be part of a bridging of new leadership in, in, in Amno in the state, of which he's also been able to do that. So this bridging capital plus his weakness becoming a compromise figure. And also behind the scenes, he also seems to still have some of the support of the big the big man, the godfather in Sabah politics contemporary, Musa Aman. 
Bong, however, uh, you know, he has he's done quite miracles for Amno. I mean, if we look at the state performance, um, he, you know, he rejuvenated Amno uh, at the state level and even continuedly at the at the national level. Sabah is one of the few places where Amno performed well. Um, he's also helped to bring in uh, and rebrand some of the party with some of his uh, his own men. It's interesting some of what's going on now are some of those people he brought in are also challenging him. But we see a situation where um, uh, there is this kind of dynamic and contestation happening in Sabah Amno. But Sabah Amno has become stronger under Bung, and Bung has become a major leader um, in Amno politics, uh, even despite the fact that he has a corruption case, which has now had a second stay uh, uh, just in the last week. So I think that um, uh, he, he is he's wielding his influence. Uh, you know, the assumption that he was going to be a waning player, uh, which potentially can happen with whatever happens with the corruption case and so forth, um, it, it has actually, he's been able to to buck those sets of trends. Um, and But of course, he's also allied himself with other key UMNO players in Sabah politics, because it's not just about uh, Bung Mokhtar, it's also about Sali Kurawak uh, and others who are um, what I call the old guard who are coming together. It's very interesting to see the old guard versus the Hajiji, who, who is also part of the old guard in his own way. Um, so these are some of the, the dynamics of, uh, of these personalized com competition which, as I as I keep emphasizing, also involves patronage, IKE access to funds. And you know, you you mentioned earlier frenemy, the, this idea of friends becoming enemies, of uneasy alliances. How do the agreements within the unity government at the federal level, uh, with all the constituent parties there, relate to the actual dynamics of parties in Sabah at the state level? So it, there are there are two there are three major type of issues that are at play, right? So first of all, uh, Anwar needs the support of the different fragmented parties in Sabah uh, to get the two thirds majority from a national point of government stability. Huh? Um, I think that of all the different actors in terms of the agreement uh, that was reached at the unity level, um, Sabah was probably the one that was perhaps the most um, least care was taken uh, in terms of choosing. And so ironically, what happened is, is that some of the choices that were made um, were perhaps uh, helped to contribute to some of the, 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 the destabilizing dynamics that we see in Sabah. Um, because uh, there are people who felt that uh, the choices that were made did not represent a strong bargaining position for Sabah at the federal level, and also uh, the, uh, individuals helped to fuel the competition that happened. So I think this was something that was perhaps mismanaged uh, from the perspective of, of the kind of bringing in Sabah MPs and how and the choices of who they were in the positions that were given to them. Um, and I think uh, 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 this is one particular element. And so at the worst case scenario is that it, as these splinters emerge, right, um, there'll probably be, there's still continued autonomy, but this may mean that this may affect some of the numbers at the nat federal level. I think I expect those issues will be resolved. I Probably not, but it has that potential. I think still things at this point are still concentrated at the state level. The second type of issue at the, in terms of the relationship is that many of these key people who are contesting against each other have different relationships with federal players. 
So Anwar Ibrahim, for example, is seen to be very close to Saleh Kirawak, who is one of the key players who has been pushed aside on, on in managing the finances uh, and uh, and for, for and and uh, in that process um, uh, is part of the kind of the still part of the deal making. Saleh, as you may know, was a former chief minister uh, when they had the rotations in Sabah. So I think uh, that's one aspect. Zahid is very close to Bung Mukhtar, for example. Both of them have share lots of things in common, including corruption cases. Um, Hamza is close to Hajiji because Hamza helped to put Hajiji into power. And Hamza, of course, is a uh, is the, the leader of the opposition. And of course, uh, Shafi Abdul is a major player and he has had a very troubled relationship with Anwar Ibrahim. Um, but at the same time, he's supporting Anwar's government. Um, uh, and so I think that, you know, these personal relationships are are are. are are part of adding to the the complexities of what is happening because uh, these various different individuals are are pulling those federal spit uh, uh, cards, and traditionally, you know, keep in mind that it used to be when the federal power. Um, uh, in a place like Sabah, it, you want to be aligned with the federal power, but now it's aligned with different individuals in the unity government, which is a different type of dynamic. The third set of issues, which I think is extremely important to understand of what is underscoring what's happening now, is the importance of Sabah rights. You know, Borneo is uh, is pushing for more rights, um, and the question in the part of Sabahans is who's going to lead for lead that. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, the increased financial power, the issue of of control over certain parts of area of gas revenue and others um, are important. And I I think that Warasan in particular feels that that um, uh, that Hajiji has not uh, ha uh, had a clear strategy on those sets of issues. And so there are these kind of underlying dynamics that affect the unity government and the different parties involved. So speaking of complex positions, uh, opposition chief Hamza Zainuddin has in fact voiced support, uh, support for Hajiji. This has been surprising to a lot of people. What's in this for Basatu? Well, keep in mind uh, that uh, in the 2020 state election in Sabah, Bursatu became a major player. Uh, it became a national player. Um, you know, it was that election that put that helped to consolidate Muyidin's power, uh, and um, and Brissato resources were expanded, and many of their MPs were increased. Uh, um, I think that uh, at the and we saw that Brissato took over a state government essentially through Hajiji. Um, and while you know officially uh, Hajiji is no longer part of Brissato and he's part of GES, the personal relationships are very strong. Um, and I think it's not a coincidence that um, Hamza is actually supporting Hajiji because that relationship is well known in this area. Um, and, you know, and there are different different cuts at how we look at what's happening here. I mean, I think, uh, you know, this is the complexities of Sabah shows that these personal ties are very important. Right? Uh, but it also shows that the government relationships are 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 being tested in different ways. Let me give you an, another exa interesting example of this, Sharmila. And that is, um, it's interesting that PAS is now allied with Pakatan Harapan in supporting Hajiji. 
the one past state assemblyman as an interesting type of kind of, uh, you know, illustration of the kind of the new types of dynamics that are taking place. And this is not uncommon. And this is something to keep in mind is that this practice of having different types of coalitions at state governments in a, in a federal state system are, are common all over the world. We find it in India. We find it in other places of the world as well. All right, you have different partners that will work together in different ways. And right now, uh, those partnerships are being held hostage by by personal ambitions and personal and patronage uh, demands, and also different perceptions of who is the who who they think can make the better leader of positioning Sabah versus the federal government. Bridget, we have two minutes left with you and two questions. So. Um... Let's start with this from WhatsApp, because Carl says, a vote of confidence in the day one, what's the problem here? Um, and this is something that Warisan Shafi Abdal has also said, that there should, in fact, just be a vote of confidence uh, at the State Assembly sitting. What do you think? Clearly, there should be a vote of confidence. I think that the parliament is the, the, the legislature, in this case, the state legislature, is the best avenue for this. Um, but I think that... Um, I think people would like to get their ducks in the row before that vote happens. Uh, and I think that's why we're having meetings and conversations on that. And we have just a minute left. There is going to be a meeting between Sabah BN, Warisan, GRS and Anwar. And that's happening tonight. Zahid Hamidi will be there as well. What are you anticipating there? Strong personalities. Uh, they're going to try to somehow try to reach and broker some sort of deal. Um, but, you know, there is the... the, the the people have in these actions have very different visions of what they want out of that, what what they want out um, uh, in that context. But I and we'll see how well uh, Anwar and Zahid are able to manage the personalities involved. Bridget, thank you so much for speaking with us today. Most welcome. That was Dr. Bridget Welsh, as Honorary Research Associate at the University of Nottingham, Malaysia, Asia Research Institute, talking to us about uh, the updates to do with Sabah state politics um, after Bung Mokta kind of led Barisan, Sabah Barisan out of the state government, although there are five holdouts or maybe more, no one's sure. Anyway, if you have thoughts or questions you'd like to share, that number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. You can send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.